Alright, what's up guys? We're back with a brand new episode of Beyond the Booth. My name is Cameron Cavers. I'm your host today. Um, thank you to everyone who checked out the debut episode with Riley the Musician. It was really fun talking to him. Uh, my guest today is a rapper and a producer, originally from Michigan. He lives in Kansas City now. Paris Williams, how you doing, man? I'm great. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Just, you know, trying to stay uh, positive and uh, busy. Um, so like I said, you were born in Michigan originally. Uh, what city you're from? From a small town called Muskegon, Michigan. It's about three hours away from Detroit, Three hours, about 30 minutes away from Grand Rapids, if people know where that is. Um, and I ask that because obviously there's a lot of history in Michigan when it comes to music. Um, so I wanted to talk about how was it for you uh, growing up there and kind of being a part of the culture and how did it help you grow as an artist as well once you started making your own music? Um, I think initially when I saw this question, I was going to say it didn't, but looking back on it, it didn't like, I guess, minute ways. Um, there's no really artist from Michigan that I really looked up to or like inspired to be like, like there's Adela, there's Danny Brown, not like those guys, but still I never wanted to be exactly like that. The person who influenced my music or influenced me to start creating was Tyler, the creator. So a lot of my uh, influences are from like West Coast and like brighter sounds. But I guess like there's like a big pop punk scene in Michigan. Um, so when I went to high school, that started to play a factor in my music. I always like gravitated towards like just different sounds like rock music and stuff. Um, like in yeah, and it's interesting you said that um, because when I first saw your video, um, it was which one was it? I think it was Terry Kennedy was the first one that was introduced to. Probably. Um, yeah, and Tyler Crater was definitely like one of the first things that stood out when I saw your video and your sound. Obviously, not comparing you two because you guys have your own like style and everything. Um, but yeah, you can definitely see in here a lot of that West Coast influence. Um, so when did you start? Um, were you rapping first? Or were you making beats? How did you get started with that? Um, I started rapping first. Um, just writing raps as a kid, you know. I think my first rap was like inspired by like 50 Cent. I remember I showed my mom. Uh, it was something about being a pimp. Cause like you had that song out at the time, being a P-I-N-P mm -hmm. and I spelled that out in the same way. She's like, oh, this is decent. Then I was like, okay, I'm just keep doing this cause it's fun. I always like to create. Um, my first passion was actually art. So I'm very like particular on like the graphic direction side. I used to be a drawer. I used to want to animate. I was really big into like manga when I was a mm -hmm. kid. Um, so yeah, it all just like transferred eventually. Cause I realized like I couldn't get as many girls if I was just like an artist. <laughs> and then like there's just that's a high skill gap right trying to be like uh someone who draws like people get crazy technical so and then when do you start making beats originally uh, i started making beats when i was introduced to tyler the creator um yeah i decided i wanted to be a rapper maybe like a little bit before before that um and then i found tyler and i, I saw one of his interviews i think it was like the pnl interview mm -hmm. Um, where he talks about like making his own beats and everything, and that just really inspired me to just struggle it out and learn to do my own stuff. So, can you talk about one of your earliest memories, like making a beat and what kind of equipment we're using, and how did you feel when you were done with it? Um, I just torrented a version of FL, or I was probably using the FL demo at the time on my mom's like family computer. <laughs> Nice. Um, 
I remember it was really trash and I was really disappointed when I finished because it was it sucked but <laughs> yeah, yeah that definitely takes some time I think all of us when you first start making your own music it's like you kind of have to find yourself and figure out what works for you and what doesn't work um and so I wanted to talk about you saw it obviously Tyler and like Jay Dillo were kind of big for you um from the production side who are some other people outside of Tyler that kind of helped you find your sound when you started making your own beats Okay, I'll loop this back into the first question. So Tyler, I was, I listened to Dilla. I wasn't really like a, a huge fan of Dilla. I know it's controversial. I've always liked Mad Lib a little bit more. I think he has like cooler samples and like a cooler ear for production personally. Um, so Mad Lib, Flying Lotus. Um, it's what he was doing is super cool to me. That's why a lot of the beats on the first album are like kind of hectic because I mm -hmm. could finally... I don't know, replicate that feeling. I feel like a lot of his songs sound like magic. And I always want to keep that into keep that in my music. Like hearing little things that like other people couldn't do or like that are really specific to a certain song. I think Chuck English, Cool Kids, Kanye, Pharrell, um man. Yeah, those are probably the main influences for sure. I don't think I'm really missing anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just asking, sorry to cut you off, um, but yeah, because when I was listening to your music, there's definitely this interesting kind of bridge between a lot of those artists you just named. Like, I hear a lot of old school influence, even the way you rap, but a lot of your production is more, like, futuristic in a way, and kind of, like you said, like, bright and kind of colorful. Um, and so, when you made the move to Kansas City, when was that um, exactly, and then how has it been? kind of shifting from Michigan to KC and working with people? Uh, I moved here, I want to say 2018 to November. I just turned 20. Um, kind of just had to get out of my mom's house. So me and my homie Zane moved out here. Zane was from Indiana, but he ended up moving back and I just stayed. We had a bunch of friends out here already, like most of the people that I hang out with. And I've known them for years since I was like, so I was really young. So it, was, it wasn't like a big uh, big jump. I had visited here a few times and I already, already like the city. It's, it's cool. It's not, it's not too different from where I'm from. It's, uh, it's bigger for sure. So it's cool seeing more people interact in uh, different sections of life start to come together. We've got, got a big art scene out here. That's not really something that happens where I'm from. Definitely. I was going to say that um, because before I lived down here, I lived like in North Kansas City. Okay. Um, yeah. So there wasn't really a lot going on. And I definitely agree. Moving downtown really helped me meet a lot more people like around my age who are doing the same thing. And so how was it like working with people here and how has it been since you live here now, obviously, um, meeting people and working with them? Uh, how has it helped you um, kind of develop your sound and your image as, a, uh, as an artist? Uh, it's been pretty cool meeting people. It's pretty easy to meet people. Um, I don't know. They always just kind of like gravitate towards me. I, I think I just like kind of look like an artist. So we end up just talking about that. And I work at a pretty central location. So um, people just stop by and I just try to pick their brains, learn something from them. Um, Definitely. Is there anybody specifically you've been working with that's kind of helped you out? Uh. Outside of like the immediate friend group, nah, not really. I don't really work with that many people, honestly. Even within the friend. is it easier for you to work for yourself or? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I'm just like really particular, and I have like a 
an interesting process. I think my process is kind of kind of like Tyler's. Like he'll start an idea and like build it up over two years until it's perfect and go through a bunch of drafts. And that's what I do. Um, I, I guess that I work with uh, people mostly on like the graphic direction side of things, like I need right. visuals and stuff. Most of the music is pretty singular. And then when it comes to visual stuff, who do you work with specifically? Because like I said, that Terry Kennedy video was really well produced. And uh, even in the first episode with Riley the Musician, we were talking about music videos for a bit. And a lot of people kind of think the art of music videos isn't a thing anymore. Um, but like I said, watching yours was really impressive. So how was that um, kind of putting that together? Because it's really hard to kind of translate things from your mind into a video to where it's the way you want it. So how was that making that? Well, in the first off, say thank you, man. Definitely. I definitely yeah, no agree. Uh, it, it's always been a struggle um, to really execute an idea because I always just have like super crazy ideas and it's hard to kind of limit myself. Um, but mainly on that side of stuff, I work with uh, my homie, Daniel Ruiz. He's from Chicago. I've known him since I was like a kid. We met on KTT. Uh, he shot a Kevin Abstract show way back in the day and I just fucked with his uh, photography and then our relationship just grew from there. He shot my very first music video called Cute back in the day. If people want to watch that, I still have that up. Um, I definitely need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I was like 17, like fresh out of high school. We all made the trip over there. It's pretty cool. I got to work with Adult Swim because of that and all types of weird stuff. But Oh, nice. How was that? It was cool. I just sent them some beats and they gave me $1,000. So it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, so speaking of creative, specifically in Kansas City, um, you release your stuff through Bed, Bedroom Pop Records, excuse me. Yeah. And then Drop Dead X is a creative collective as well. Um, how did you get connected with both of them? Okay. Um, I get it's all the same thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. Bedroom Pop and Drop Dead XX. Bedroom Pop was really just Drop Dead XX. It's supposed to be like a record label at one point. It kind of gets really confusing to explain because it's not really a different thing. It's just like... It's kind of all together. Yeah, yeah. Drop Dead XX is just like the rapper homies. Bedroom Pop is just pretty much everyone who's associated with this. Um, My homie Jeremiah, who helped me on the Terry Kennedy video, definitely got to shout him out just because... He was like a very important part of that. He did all the editing and stuff. Me and him sat down and just did it over um, over Discord, which is cool. Okay. Um, nice. But yeah, then you guys got Black Star Kids and everything else that spans through that. It's just all encompassing the bedroom pop, I guess, little collective. Right. I think it's really cool because, um, like you said, there's so many different artists are represented through those uh, groups. And that's what's so cool about Kansas City is there's a huge um, kind of variety of artists, which is important because I think a lot of times people kind of just limit themselves to one type, which is why I gravitated towards you and people like Black Star Kids and a bunch of other artists around here. Because it seems like you guys aren't really trying to make what people want to hear. You're making what you want. Sure. Which I think is really important, especially now. I think people just want, you know, kind of be famous and be relevant. So they kind of sacrifice their originality, um, which is why, I, like I said, I like you guys so much. And specifically your album and everything you're doing is really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's, yeah, it's clear that you take it seriously and 
you're like building an image and a brand, um, which is really hard to do, especially now because there's so many people releasing music and videos and stuff. Um, so kind of shift into your actual music. I want to talk about your album, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, when you were making beats, how much time were you spending per song? Because you mentioned earlier how you kind of take a long time to work on things and get it to where you want. Um, it all depends on the song, really. A lot of the stuff uh, came came kind of fast. Some of those ideas I had, uh, I was trying to crack it like over time. So I was making songs that sounded similar. For Supercharged in particular, there was like maybe two other songs that I made while I was trying to make that song and they were cool, but they just didn't feel the right way. Um, so I got those chords first, um, found the scent, and then just kind of all built it up over time. Um, it took me a while to get the drums right. That one, that one was probably one of the longer pieces of production. That one probably took like a few weeks like of actively working on it to get it right. That's interesting. You said it was like multiple songs on one point because I think halfway through the song, it kind of changes like the entire um, layout of the song. And that's what I really liked about it. It felt like within that one song, Supercharged, I'm talking about, by the mm-hmm. way, um, it felt like a story almost. And it was like this entire experience, if that makes sense. Um, no, and that definitely you. stood out to me. Um, there was another song I wanted to talk about. It's from the same album, obviously, Drop Dead Borders. Um, Moto Heaven mm-hmm. is probably my favorite. Um, and so we're from, like you said, you talk about synths and like kind of pop music. Who are some artists that kind of gave you that inspiration? Because obviously hip-hop and pop have similarities, but they're not the same thing. To bring it back to the first one real quick, it wasn't like I mixed two songs together. It was just like I was trying to create a bunch of songs that sounded the same. And then I just ended up on the final supercharged idea. Um, right. But what was I going to say? I think Toro Imoa, he's a big influence. I didn't mention him earlier. He kind of slipped my mind. So when I do like more synth pop heavy stuff, it's, it's definitely pulling from him. Um, definitely. Yeah. I just found out about him when I was super young as well. So uh, album like Causes of This and Underneath the Pines and Boo Boo, like those are super important to what I do. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I've talked about this not online really that much, uh, but like <laughs> growing up, I listened to pretty much everything. And when I moved here to Missouri, actually, a lot of people were like, didn't really understand like this black kid listening to like Hall and Oates and like Heart and like all this random stuff. Okay. Um, and that's why it's kind of interesting asking people what they listen to because all these little different things can have an influence on you. Um, and so you talked about earlier, Tyler Creator, obviously, was a huge influence. And when we first started talking before the interview, I had mentioned you use a lot of West Coast influence in your music and not only your rap and your production as well. And so have you ever like been out to the West Coast and worked with people or is it just like mainly you just listen to people from out there that inspired you? Uh, never been there. Just really, yeah, I just, that's just what I gravitate towards just sonically. And I think... Uh, I guess like the side of Michigan I grew up on is like very uh, beach heavy um, mm-hmm. right on the coast of the shore. So like, I don't know. I, I think it, it will have a similar vibe if I ever went out there and visited. So it's just always been like me trying to approach that sound through this like tinted lens in a way. Yeah, I definitely, when I first saw you and heard of you, I assumed you were from California to be honest, just because 
your sound um, is really based around that. And I think that's cool because I think a lot of times people, like I said, kind of limit themselves to wherever they're at and they kind of listen to that and that's it. And so, yeah, I can definitely hear a lot of West Coast in your music, which is awesome. Um, sure, thank you. Yeah, definitely. And then I want to talk about, obviously, the virus has kind of changed a lot of things, but do you have anything planned for us this year? Uh, Definitely. I want to drop some music immediately. I'm working on a bunch of stuff, but it's just like getting it right. I was going to shoot some more videos for the last project, Drop Dead Gorgeous, but I don't think that's going to really happen anymore. I was planning to do an offline video just because like, that's the most popping song off the album right now. And then a Zombieland video, which they both would have been really sick, but I'll just use those ideas for something else in the future. Right. Um, Why did you want to do those two specific songs for videos? Because those are just some of my favorites. Offline's the most popular, too. And then Zombieland is just probably my favorite song on the album. It's one of the coolest Why things. Because uh, it's literally everything that I like about music. It's like the stuff that I was talking about earlier. So like the pop punk bands that I listen to, like, like uh, I don't know. I can't think of them right now, but. <laughs> I'm the same way I always forget on the spot. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like Joyce Manor, for example, like that main guitar uh, loop that I that I took. And mm-hmm. then uh, just like the heavy synths, the drum breaks from like rap influence, heavy bass. Like it's everything that I like about music. So Definitely. all in one. And did you, um do you play any instruments or you just do like production and everything uh, digitally? I just do it all digitally. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it's interesting because a lot of people are self-taught. Some people like go to school for it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And most of the people here that I know usually are self-taught, which is really, really impressive just to have the, um, I don't know, the patience to sit down and kind of learn a new program and how to do all this different stuff because um, it can definitely be daunting. For sure. And, it takes a lot of patience. Yeah, definitely. So I have a lot of respect for anybody that does that because it takes a lot of time. Um, and a lot of people, you know, give up or they just don't want to do it anymore. Um, and so when it comes to new music, do you have an idea of like when you want to release? Or, like, are you going to do an EP, singles? Do you have an idea of that at all? Uh, probably a mix of everything. Okay. Working on some songs with my friend Namesake. He is from St. Louis originally, I think. But... Yeah, I know who he is. He um, works with Pink Caravan, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And we worked at the same place and we just ended up connecting. So we've been working on some stuff. Nice. I think we'll probably do like a short EP for the summer just to hold people over. I haven't dropped music in like damn near six months and I want to drop stuff immediately. Um, I've been trying to really figure out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to roll all this stuff out. I was originally going to do three EPs, but I, I just kind of like combined them all into like this bigger album that everything's going to lead up to called Crybaby. Um so maybe that'll come out end of the year, October-ish, and then the EP will come out sometimes in the next few months. Cool. And can you talk about working with Namesake? And has it been different working with other producers in the past? Um, I really, not really, no. Because I don't work with that many producers. I work with him, um, my homie Medici, and my homie Zane, and my homie Sean, mostly. So like the last three that I named I've known since I was a child. So he's like really the first producer I've worked like extensively with. And he's just like a really chill dude. Just comes through and like sends ideas all the time. So is his beats different from what you're making? Or do you even notice a difference at all? Um, I think it's different, but it's still like it's still within the sound. I think I've built such a 
a strong sound so far that people come with come to me with a with a specific style of beat that they want to put me on right and with my own production i kind of just like go wherever with it if that makes sense no it definitely does um you know i've learned that too is like as a creative there's this pressure to feel like you constantly have to be putting stuff out and doing stuff but a lot of times it can kind of hurt your product at the end of the day um so do you ever feel like you like rush stuff to get it out or do you kind of feel okay just taking your time uh i feel the pressure to put stuff out and i feel like i need to rush to put stuff out but at the end of the day I really can only work when I'm I'm passionate. Like that's not to say like I won't make songs for like hella long or like only go when inspiration hits me, but like I just have to go with my heart. Um there's a Jay Z quote and uh he was just talking about like never letting someone like rush your process, you know? So you always gotta just be focused on the end game, which I really try to hone in on. Yeah, and I asked that because when I was listening to Drop Dead Gorgeous, something that was reoccurring was kinda you talk about like uh, mental health and depression and all that and I think a lot of times we as a creative you try to like make stuff to make yourself feel better and then you end up feeling worse off um so how do you kind of balance like taking care of yourself from a mental health standpoint but also not overextending yourself and just forcing yourself to create stuff Ah, uh, man I really don't I need to get better at that for sure I just kind of <laughs> kind of thug it out until I get the idea down there uh do what I, I want to do. That makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to get better at that over time. But right now, mm-hmm. I just feel like there's like, there's definitely a sense of urgency that I want to like, just get this stuff out and really capitalize on these moments. Definitely. Yeah. Because if it seems like when you have that momentum, you have to kind of keep going. Cause exactly. Stop paying attention if you just stop doing stuff. Um, exactly. And if you which, go away for too long, you have to reintroduce yourself every time. Exactly. Because it's like people have stuff being thrown at them literally all the time, all day, every day. So it's like you have to stay at the forefront of their mind or they'll kind of just forget about you, which is unfortunate. But I think it's just kind of a symptom of the world we live in, especially now. Definitely. Everything's so fast on social media. There's a million artists, not even just rappers, like new indie acts popping up every day. So Exactly. How was that for you? Um, when you first started putting your music out and from like a marketing and brand standpoint, did you kind of know what you wanted your image to be from the beginning or did it take some time to get there? Um, definitely took some time. I think my ideas have always been, uh, I guess, bigger than what I could achieve even now, um, even though like things are starting to pick up and like more things have come into possibility. But And I started releasing music when I was like hella young. Um, so like, I think my first batch of stuff was when I was like maybe like 16, 17. And I was throwing up like little beats okay. before that. I have a project called 480P that I did when I was in like high school of just like all my first songs that I like really fleshed out. So from when I was like 16, 19 or 18, it's like a time capsule almost. Um, right. And no, that definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, because being in high school, it's like, when you're being creative, you're trying to find yourself as a person and as a creative at the same time. So it's really hard to kind of balance those two things out for sure. Um, and then just before we wind down here, um, where can people find you on social media if they want to follow you and listen to your music and all that? Uh, everything's at Drop Dead Paris. Um, so Instagram, Twitter, and then all the music is under Paris Williams. Well, yeah, man, it was awesome talking to you. 
Um, I'm really excited for new music, and whenever you drop something new, I would love to have you back on and we can talk about it. For sure. I would definitely love to come back on the show. Thank you for yeah, giving man. me the opportunity. I'll send of you course. some of the new music if you want to hear it, too. Yeah, of course. You can send me anything, especially now. I'm at home all day, so I'm constantly looking for stuff to listen to. Uh, like I said before, I'm a huge fan. I really, really respect what you're doing. Uh, Thank and you. I'm excited to see what's in store for you the rest of the year, man. All right, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, you have a good day. Yeah, you too, man.